This episode of Channel My News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of Channel Mind News for calendar year 2023. Matty Michael here for Life Mind Podcast. I hope you all had a great New Year's, great Chrissy, and you're all getting healthy like I am after a big festive season. First up today, first episode of the year, we are going to talk about some predictions, thing to, things to look out for, for copper and gold. I was going to do all of them, but there's enough info here for one. I'll do maybe nickel and lithium tomorrow, I would say. So, copper and gold. What is, I guess, my predictions or what are some of the things to look out for for the year? Now, they've been talking gold. The money's going to anticipate it to come back out of the US dollar and back into gold. Everyone's thinking it's going to get up to above 2000 bucks an ounce again. But as I said, this is not financial advice. This is, we are not licensed. And look, who the hell actually really knows because no one knows, it's all predictions. And the more people that predict it, more people think it's going to happen. Hypothetically, if gold does get back up to above 2000 bucks an ounce, who is going to benefit? Well, as we've talked about throughout the year, the Precision Funds Management lads, they like the big high-ton low-grade, simple, open-pick gold miners. Big fans of Capricorn Metals, West African Resources, and you've also got Hoover House, spearheaded by Ralph Finlinson, the merger between Genesis and St. Barbara, coming into the market as a mid-cap producer, anticipating to pump out 300,000 ounces a year from the Leonora province. You've got Northern Star, very leveraged to an increase in gold sentiment. And you've also got Bellevue Gold in rapid development for their project. So they're your little gold ones to look out for, among many others. Now, let's talk about the big fellas. Newcrest. What are Newcrest up to? Well, few aspects to Newcrest at the moment. First up, you've got the Haveron project near Telfer. Newcrest have 70% of Haveron. Greatland Gold have 30%. And now, just to throw a spanner in the mix, Andrew Forrest, Wailu Metals, is an 8.6% shareholder of Greatland Gold. Will that come into play? Now, earlier in the year, Newcrest decided against purchasing an additional 5% stake in Haveron through Greatland Gold after an independent value determined the additional interest would cost Newcrest $60 million. And they also neglected to mention Haveron at a investor presentation at one of the conferences. So will Newcrest be doing anything with Haveron? Will why will Andrew Forrest, why Lou become a player in there? Is Haveron actually going to be mined by Newcrest? So that's something to watch out for this year. The other one, Newcrest, they are 13.5% shareholders in Soul Gold which has the Casa Bell Copper Gold Project in Ecuador. So God, this why I did copper and gold together. You, they're usually bloody together. That's why. That's going to be an interesting one. So they own 13.5% along with BHP owning 13.5% in Seoul Gold. But Chinese Jiangxi Copper 
now own 6.3% of sole gold. So there's a third play there. They were originally talking, will BHP and Newcrest look to do a JV to develop the Casa Bell? Uh, now, the MD for Casa Bell, he, uh, MD for, sorry, sole gold, he left within a year after he inked a royalties deal with Osisco Gold, which, so they got 50 million bucks and it gave away 0.6% net smelter royalty. That aggravated BHP and Newcrest. So what's going to happen there? So you've got the Chinese player in there, BHP and Newcrest. Will Newcrest make a play for that big project in Ecuador? Then you've also got, which we talked about previously, the Wafu Golpu project. Newcrest have 50% of that project with Harmony Gold. Wafu Golpu is in PNG, with which ain't. She ain't no Australia, that's for sure. Now, as we discussed before, Prime Minister... Marape that was elected vowed to take back PNG, claiming that they wanted 60 to 65 percent ownership of resource projects. So, which is bloody hard to give you context. The Mali government they take 10 percent of the projects over there, whereas they PNG want 60 to 65 percent. There's been disputes over tailings disposals. The community didn't want deep sea tailings disposal. Disposal Newcrest did. Uh, that mine has been in dispute and delayed for over a decade. So, Newcrest, obviously looking to secure more annual ounce output. Where is it going to come from? A lot to play out this year in the Newcrest corporate space. Now, another one to watch for, DeGray, the big deposit up north, just south of Port Hedland. Now, there was speculation earlier in the year that Gold Road were going to take over DeGray. Now, Gold Road are a 20% shareholder of DeGray. They inherited a 14.45% stake when they took over DGO Gold, and they've since bumped that up to 19.99%. Now, commented at the time of that takeover, Gold Road said, at this stage, this shareholding is seen as a long-term investment, and Gold Road does not intend to make a takeover bid or other offer for DeGray. That's at that stage. Now, remember, Gold Road also have a 50-50 joint venture with Goldfields for the Gruyere mine, 200 kilometres east of Laverton in the northeastern north, north Goldfields. Now, Goldfields, they failed in their attempt last year to take over Canada's Yamana Gold. And they look, they got paid 300 million bucks termination fee by Yamana. Not bad for nothing because uh, Pan American Silver Corp and Agnico Eagle Mines trumped their bid after their bid went down in value because Goldfields' price went down. So, will Goldfields be looking in Australia now? So, look, here's some hypotheticals. Will Gold Road look to take over DeGray? And then will Goldfields look to take over Gold Road? Or will Goldfields first take over Gold Road and then take over DeGray and take that asset? Or will nothing happen? Who knows? Uh, as Chris Griffith, the departing CEO for Goldfields, departed after the Yamana deal fell on its uh, fell to its demise, he said that Goldfields' gold output was in decline and that the addition of fresh assets to lift production was crucial. So... That'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Goldfields are on the look. Will they take to grey? Who will know? So there's a bit of gold stuff to look out for. Let's get on to copper. Now, will copper finally go up as predicted? Shanghai warehouse stockpiles are all but empty. It keeps getting predicted that we need five to eight Esconditas to fill the global copper supply shortage. 
that it's going to be paramount for the electric vehicle and renewable energy revolution. Where's it going to come from? So you've got BHP, they've taken over Oz Minerals or taking over Oz Minerals. They're very keen for some Aussie copper. Keep an eye out for DEVELOP, DVP. So they're exploring and getting the capital infrastructure in at Woodlawn in New South Wales, Copper Zinc Project. And they've also got the Sulphur Springs Project up near Port Hedland. That's copper at the top, zinc down the bottom. Uh, that's the project that came with the VentureX resources that Billy's used to used as his vessel to start develop. They've got the backing of Bill. Chris Ellison's a 15% shareholder, so you would think they could deploy capital very easy to take advantage of any lift in copper prices. So they're, they're, they're a copper one to watch in Australia. Now, big projects around the globe for copper supply. Well, they all have their location and ownership problems. It ain't as easy. Australia just isn't the big host for your massive porphyry copper projects they're all uh, they're all overseas so what have we got you've got the new crest harmony gold wafi Golpu and png as we discussed owners ownership problems with the government tailing dispute over tailing supposedly you've got barracks rico deke deposit in pakistan which is on the border of uh, i think that's iran and iraq pakistan so yeah it should be no dramas uh no dramas mining there soul gold new crest bhp jancy Casa Bell in Ecuador, as we previously discussed. You've got Ivano Mines and Zijing Mining, Kamoa Kakula project in the DRC in the Congo. Obviously, never easy work in the Congo. You've got the Mingomba Copper Cobalt Mine in Zambia. So that's the one where BHP, uh, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Ray Dalio, Twiggy Forrest, Richard Burnson, Prenny Moore, they've invested in that mine. Uh, that's a that's an interesting one. You've got the Udokan copper project in Russia. That's going to be the that's the biggest undeveloped copper project in Russia. So, whoa, geez, that's um you nearly write write anything Russia off for this year, but who knows? You got BHP in Rio's Resolution copper mine in Arizona. Now that's an interesting project. Native American protests, block cave, fifteen hundred meters to twenty one hundred meters below the surface. I think we'll have to do a little dedicated episode on that. That's a very interesting project. If you add all these up, it doesn't even come close to filling the void of five to eight Escondidas, depending on which news article you read. Some says around five, some says around eight. Now, to give you a bit of context, we've discussed before, Escondida pumps out last other year 1.2 million tonnes of copper. So if we look at some of those projects, the Resol Resolution Project, that's going to average 450,000 tonne of copper a year. Casa Bell, 132,000 tonne a year. Wafi Goldpoot, 161,000 tonne a year. Rico Deke, 200,000 tonne a year. Uh, Kamoa, uh, phase one is 200,000, ramping up to 400,000 tonne a year. So just in that, in those group of big, big projects, big projects yet to be developed, there's one on Escondida. So we need to find another four to seven multiples of all that to fill this apparent copper void that is coming up. Anticipated. As we said, haven't seen the lift in the copper price yet. Copper price is usually the leading indicator of global growth, they say, with the fears of inflation, possible recessions around the world. Will there be a soft landing? Who knows? That's where the fear for copper is coming from. But will it all be taken out of the hands of inflation? Who knows? Something to look out for this year. So keep your eyes on all that, 2023. 
Hope you all enjoy. Happy investing. Hope everything goes up in your portfolio. Might do a bit of nickel and lithium tomorrow. Hopefully. I better not commit to it in case I don't, but I'm pretty sure you will get a nickel and lithium episode tomorrow for Channel 9 News. Righto. Hope 2023 starting with a bang for everyone. Hooroo. Right.